Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. I'm Mike Kachopoli. Here we are. Okay. Beginning of a new month. Beginning of a new month. February. Is it February or February? Why is, why is it spelled February? We say February. One of those weird English things, right? In French, it's février, I believe, from my time in Montreal. Yeah, my time in Montreal, I learned, I didn't learn much in Montreal. I lived there for two years. And, uh, but I know février is, Feb, I believe, right? Février? Février is February. I, I learned like the days of the week, numbers and months and stuff like that. Um, but living in Montreal is tough to learn French because you don't have to speak it. You know, you need to live in a country if you want to learn a foreign language where you really have to learn it. If you want to be able to get around and associate with people and make friends and have conversations, you need to live in a foreign country where they're not going to speak English. And that's not the case with, not the case with Montreal. Everyone speaks English there, especially the younger people. Maybe you get some very, very old people. They won't speak English, but the younger people, they're all learning English and they all speak English. So it's, it's not forced upon you, you know? And so I didn't learn that much. I learned a little bit though. I did learn a little bit. Um, it's funny that I went to talking about Montreal because I will in a second talk about Canada. Um, and this, the battle, this little fight that Tucker Carlson has going on with Canada, the parliament there and Justin Trudeau. But, um, yeah, you can't, if you really want to learn French, you can't live in Montreal because you're not going to be forced to. It needs to be somewhere that's like, you know, like, uh, immersive where it's immersive, but we are in February and, uh, one month down, 11 months to go for this year. And um, we're, look, things are starting to heat up, right? Nikki Haley, I think I had said yesterday, for some reason I had read Nikki Haley was going to announce today. She's announcing on February 15th. So in two weeks, she's going to announce in South Carolina there that she's running for um, president. Now, you know, she's not the most exciting candidate. She's not. And she's not really, that's the problem with Nikki Haley is that right now she doesn't really excite anybody, right? She doesn't, the Trump supporters don't like her. People like me who aren't a Trump supporter, we want DeSantis. So what's her base really? She doesn't have that much of a base. She's going to have to try to siphon off Trump base and DeSantis base and so on and so forth. And uh, I don't know if she'll be able to do it because she doesn't have that, you know, Trump has an exciting, Trump is an exciting name. DeSantis is an exciting name. Nikki Haley's not. She doesn't have an exciting name, nor does she have an exciting personality. So that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. <clears throat> and I don't remember Nikki Haley speaking out much against COVID mandates and COVID hysteria. I don't remember Nikki Haley talking much at all about these issues. You know, she's big on the international stuff, but I've never heard her talk much about domestic stuff, about COVID. Maybe someone can enlighten me about her stances on things like the COVID mandates, Fauci, gain of function. Uh, the lockdowns, the masking, the forced mandate, the vaccines, all that stuff. I'd like to know what she thinks about this because I don't know. Um, so it's starting to heat up. She's not going to be the only name. It's probably going to be Pompeo and Pence and and DeSantis and Rick. I'm going to get the right Scott. Scott. Rick Scott? Not Rick Scott. Yes, Scott, the black one. What's his name? <laughs> Is it Rick Scott? Rick Scott's the white guy, isn't it? Anyway. Um, the Senator, Senator Scott anyway. Um, but I think he's going to get in also. So it's going to be, you know, 
There's going to be a, Tim Scott. Sorry, Rick Scott. There's Rick Scott and there's Tim Scott. Tim Scott is going to get in also, I believe, which is interesting, right? Because you got Tim Scott of South Carolina, Nikki Haley of South Carolina. A lot of dynamics. Nikki Haley, Pompeo, Pence, Trump, a lot of connections there. There's a lot going on. A lot going on. A lot of dynamics to that. So we'll see. But it is starting. It's February. So it's starting to heat up. It's starting to heat up. Um, and that over the next few months will get even more heated with the uh, with the primaries. And of course, we'll know, I believe, next week on the Democratic side if, if Biden's going to run. And one would figure if Biden says he's going to run, is he going to run? Un- That's the question. Will Biden run? And then the question is, if he does, will he run unopposed? Will people oppose him? So that's an interesting dynamic over there on that side. Um, you know, I, I talked a lot yesterday about Tucker Carlson and uh, and my views on Tucker Carlson and the fact that so many on the left hate him without even watching like a full, even even one full interview, which is like a three minute segment usually. They're so tightly produced these segments on Fox News that uh, each segment is like three minutes. I don't, I don't think anyone on the left has actually watched one full three minute interview he's done over the last however many years he's been on Fox. Yet they hate him. They can't stand him, right? Um, because they're told they, they, they shouldn't like him. They, they're told it's, it's the dog whistle, right? It's told, they're told they should, they should hate Tucker Carlson. It's a thing on the left, right? You have to hate Tucker Carlson. You have to hate Fox News, but you really got to hate Tucker Carlson. In today's show, I, I might play a couple of clips. Tucker Carlson went after Scott Weiner, thank goodness, not really, though. We'll get into that more. Did he really go after? Scott Weiner put out a tweet to his minions, his, his San Francisco wacko liberal base, that Tucker Carlson went after him, simply because he knows that base, that's like, you know, um, that's red meat for his base. Even though Tucker Carlson really didn't go after him. Tucker Carlson had on the woman who wrote the article I read last week. I read the article last week about how Scott, early this week, the days just... Abigail Schreier, did I read that Monday or Friday? I think Monday. Anyway, Abigail Schreier, who wrote uh, Irreversible Damage, and she wrote a story, an article, a journalist article about why how Scott Weiner's policies that he gets passed, the laws he gets passed in California, have hurt women, hurt children, helped human traffickers, helped, perver- helped perverts, helped sex predators, with all facts. This was a huge article. It was a long, long article filled with facts and interviews from Vice Squad and other politicians in California, filled with filled with facts about how Scott Weiner, all he does is make laws that end up hurting children, women, minorities, and helping predators. Yet he does it in the name of LGBTQ rights. He'll say, oh, I'm doing it to help LGBTQ youth. So he had on the woman, Abigail Schreier, who wrote the article that I read. And uh, basically, she just spoke for three minutes. Tuck Carlson didn't say much. She spoke. She was armed with facts about how awful Scott Wiener's policies are. And Scott Wiener, of course, puts out the video, but goes after Tucker Carlson because they know he knows that this is how ignorant the left is. They won't put on Fox News themselves and watch it. They probably won't even watch the clip that Scott Wiener attaches with his tweet, which shows the interview. If you watch that two fucking minute interview with Abigail Schreier, you'll see she talks most of the time. She gives all her facts. She's a real journalist. She gives all her facts about Scott Wiener's bills. And that's what she did. That's the whole segment. Yet he puts out the video and says, Tucker Carlson went after me. Well, he didn't go after him. Abigail Schreier went after him with facts. 
for three laws I wrote to repeal a biased loitering law and end discrimination against LBGQ youth, people with HIV, blah, blah, blah. This inflammatory attack is part of the orchestrated right-wing campaign to undermine civil rights, LGBTQ America. It's, it's all these key phrases, these Pavlovian dogs phrases that these moronic cultist zombie left people love, right? He knows it's, it's red meat for his base. And if you watch the interview, it's not any of that. It's her being so is so is he saying that Abigail is a right wing extremist that wants to undermine civil rights of LGBTQ Americans? No, she's actually a good journalist who's armed with facts, who wants to protect children and women. Okay, wants to protect the vulnerable, doesn't want to make laws, doesn't believe in laws that help predators prey on people. That's what the interview was. Okay. But he'll make it about Tucker Carlson. Here, all the all the Pavlovian dog keywords and phrases for the left, right? Inflammatory attack, orchestrated right-wing campaign, undermine civil rights of LGBTQ Americans, all that stuff. And that interview is none of that. That interview is none of that. But this is what this is Scott Weiner's MO. He makes laws that help predators destroy children and families, destroy women destroy minorities, and he'll say he's doing it to help LGBTQ youth. And if you don't agree with him, if you don't agree with him, you're a homophobe and a transphobe. That's his whole M.O. That's his whole M.O. Once again, as I said, he has his own sexual desires, perversions that he puts into law. That's what he does. His own sick sexual desires and perversions he makes into laws. That's what he gets off on. That's his thing. And so she exposes how bad these laws are and how California has become a predator's paradise because of these laws that have been pushed by Scott Weiner and passed by the by the Democratic legislature of California and signed by Gavin Newsom. And. Uh, but Scott Weiner, as usual, the left, the left despises facts, left wing scum hate facts. They don't like facts. Scott Weiner won't talk about facts. He won't debate the facts that Abigail brings up. He won't, he won't debate the facts. His tweet is not about facts. It's all about dog whistle phrases and terms that his red meat San Francisco moron voters will love. Yeah, Scott. Ah, Tucker Carlson, he sucks. He hates us. He hates gays. He's a homophobe. Now, this is Tucker Carlson, who in the same show had on someone who's critical of a extreme left-wing lunatic like Wiener, and also has on someone who is critical of Lindsey Graham. How many shows do you see? First of all, how many shows on, let's say, MSNBC or CNN will they, will they criticize Scott Wiener? None. How many shows on Fox News will they criticize Lindsey Graham? Probably none. He, he criticizes a left-wing extremist and a right-wing extremist in the same show. Okay? That's the, he's, Tuck Carlson's the only one that does this. He's the only one that does this. If you have a left-wing extremist like Scott Weiner passing extreme wacko laws, he has on someone who criticizes them. If you have someone like Lindsey Graham, who's always beating the drums of war, he has someone on who criticizes him. That is Tucker Carlson. That's why I love Tucker Carlson. No one else will do that. No one else would do that because no one else has the balls to do it. He can because he gets incredibly high ratings. And no one's going to tell him what he can or can't do, including advertisers. So he'll criticize Big Pharma, he'll go after Justin Trudeau, he'll go after Scott Wieners of the world, the AOCs, the Lindsey Grahams, so on and so forth, because he can. And if he feels the need to, he will. 
So, but the left doesn't know any of this because they don't watch the show. The left doesn't know this. They don't watch the show. And on top of that, recently, and I'll play this clip, he said this funny thing. I mean, what Trudeau has done in Canada is not funny. Remember, he froze bank accounts. He's an extremist. He's an authoritarian. He's a, he's a wannabe Hitler in blackface. That's what he is. He's a disgusting individual, passive-aggressive son of a bitch. I was just much more nasty than Tucker Carlson's ever been. Right there in that last five seconds. Um, but Tucker Carlson criticizes Justin Trudeau, and rightfully so. <laughs> and he recently just said something funny, like, you know, why don't we invade? We invade all these other countries where civil rights, you know, where, where, where we believe that they have their, their uh, oppressive civil rights, oppressive human rights. Why don't we invade Canada after what Trudeau's done there? Of course, jokingly, we're not going to invade Canada. Um, I mean, even South Park did this in, in that movie, right? Bigger, longer, uncut, blame Canada, invade Canada. Come on. So what? It's a joke. Yet the Canadian Parliament took up a vote to somehow censure or ban Tucker Carlson in Canada. Some ridiculous thing, which was a serious vote that went down in flames. But what it really shows is the left has absolutely no sense of humor. The left has zero sense of humor. And the question is, why is the left so humorless? As I put in this at the top of my podcast, why? I know the left is humorless. They prove over and over again they have no sense of humor. But why are they so humorless? Is there, is there a reason why they're so humorless? But we're seeing it over and over and over again. They have no sense of humor. They don't believe in comedy. They want to ban comedy, right? They want to cancel comedians who go after whatever groups they virtue signal about. So they, they don't believe in humor. They can't laugh at themselves. They can't laugh at themselves. So when you say someone can't laugh at themselves, you take that to the extent of what? They have they take themselves too seriously? Is that what the left does these days? Do they take themselves too seriously? Because that seems to be what's happening over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. That some moron or morons in the in the in the in the parliament in Canada actually had to bring a vote up that they want to ban Tucker Carlson because of what he said about invading Canada. I mean, it's so stupid. It's so it's so ridiculous. It, talk about not having a sense of humor. This makes people laugh at them. It makes people laugh at them. And they're so easy to troll, right? Which is, I'm sure, part of the reason why people like Tucker and myself, I know as well, I do it. Because you, it's so easy to get under their skin. It's incredibly easy to get under the skin of the left. I've done it twice. I can't seem to do it recently. I'm trying to do it over the last year and a half to try to get some, you know, some, uh, some, uh, what do you call it? Some uh, Twitter notoriety to help the podcast. But I, 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 guess, I guess I've lost my touch. Maybe you can't do it intentionally. Maybe you have to sort of get lucky with it. But it's happened twice with me. Um, going back years where, I, you know, I, I could make I made fun of a black woman's hair and that set them off crazy that I'm a racist. That's a black woman's natural hairstyle. And what a scum you are, Mike. And and so they had no sense of humor about that. Then I talked about how the voters in South Carolina, especially in the primaries, they have uh, the low information because they go with the they go with the establishment 
Clyburn-endorsed guy, such as Joe Biden or or Hillary Clinton over someone like Bernie Sanders. And that they went nuts about that, too. Oh, my God, you no information. What a racist thing to say, like everyone in South Carolina. Of course, assuming everyone in South Carolina is black. I never said that. But the, the left is so racist that they see racism in everything. Whether you're talking about the voters in a state or you're talking about one person's hair, they see racism in everything. And they have no sense of humor about anything. You cannot poke fun at a woman's appearance. Why? Why? Why can you poke fun at a man's appearance, but not a woman's appearance? How, many, how, how often has the left made fun of Chris Christie's appearance? Huh? How about Rudy Giuliani's appearance? How about Donald Trump's appearance? But you can't make fun of a woman's appearance? Why? I, I, where's that law? Where are these laws? I don't, I don't understand where these laws are. Someone needs to show me where these laws are written. Where, look, show me the law. I, I, I believe in following the law. Where's the law that says you can make fun of a man's appearance? But let's put it this way. A public person's appearance who's a man, right? Let's talk about any people. Let's talk about public people, celebrities, a lot of money, politicians, a lot of money, a lot of popularity. Where does it say you can make fun of a man but not a woman? I, I don't know if the law is written. Someone has to show it to me. Show me the penal code and I'll stop doing it. Until then, I won't. Because there's something called fairness. And being able to not take yourself so fucking seriously. Okay? Don't take yourself so fucking seriously. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And I have to give credit where credit's due as I talk about this. It's never the person you target who seems to be upset. It's all the people around them who want a virtue signal by coming to their defense. So whether it was Zerlina Maxwell, she's the person whose hair I made fun of, she actually had a lot of fun with it. She never said destroy Kachopoli, go after him, kill him. She, she had a lot of fun with it. In fact, she put up a video of her playing with her hair. Great. That's 100 times credit for that. That's the great. I, I, but everyone around her, other people were offended on her behalf. This is what we find. And, of course, mostly white people. This is what we find. We find the lift, the, the liberal elitist, mostly whites, are the ones who are offended for the other people who don't ever seem to be really offended. Jim Clyburn never said he was offended by what I said. The voters of South Carolina didn't seem to be offended. But all these other people around them who want a virtue signal and come to their defense, like I say, mostly white liberal elitists, they're the ones who get offended. And it's this incredible offense that the left takes everything. Everything's offensive, that there's no room for laughter. There's no room for humor. There's no room for tit for tat. Make fun of me. Make fun of the person who's making fun of you. Go ahead. There's no thrust and parry. It's all wokeness, cancel culture, bullshit, where they're offended by every fucking thing. They're offended by everything. To the point where someone on television makes a joke about, a, about United States invading Canada. Like the United States is really... Wait, like the United States is going... Not only the United States is going to invade Canada, they're going to do it at, at the behest of Tucker Carlson. And they take that so seriously... That they actually have a vote on on canceling Tucker Carlson in the country of Canada. How stupid are these fucking people? Really, how stupid? Answer my question. How stupid are they? And so we're seeing this over and over again with the left, whether it's not being able to make fun of themselves or poke fun of themselves or take a joke where they want to cancel you right away. It's also this... It's just incredible ignorance 
incredible ignorance where there are politicians that they elect like Scott Weiner. No, they can just simply use these dog whistle or Pavlovian dog terms and phrases to win them over. They know that. Scott Weiner knows how dumb his constituents are. He knows it. And he uses it to his advantage. Same thing with Gavin Newsom. He knows how dumb his constituents are. He uses it to his advantage. You've got to be really dumb to do what Scott Weiner did today. Not him. He has to know how dumb his voters are. The people who keep him in power, the people who pay his paycheck, the people who keep voting him into higher and higher offices, the people who probably vote him into the U.S. Congress. By saying, Tucker Carlson went after me, inflammatory attack, orchestrated right wing, blah, 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 and actually posting the video, because he has to, because there'd be no reference if he didn't, of that not happening at all. And it's two minutes, because he knows that his dumb, constituents won't even watch the video. Why won't they watch the video? Oh, I'm not going to watch Tucker Carlson. I can't take his voice. I can't I can't take his face for even two minutes. How fucking stupid do you have to be? Really, how fucking dumb do you have to be? But he knows that's exactly what's going to happen. Because if you watch that two-minute video, there's no attacking from Tucker Carlson. There's no gay attacking. There's no gay attacking. There's no trans attacking from Tucker Carlson. It's a very calm journalist who did her job and is armed only with about 30 facts in two minutes about these laws and how destructive they are. But he knows his people will not watch. They'll just take his word for it. They'll take Scott Wiener's word for it. I brought up yesterday the idea of the Mike Cachopoli Mandatory Retirement Act of 2023. I think this is going to be a year of acts that I'm going to bring up, even though I'm not in Congress. I'm still going to bring up these acts. How about the Mike Cachopoli, you can't be in, you can't be in politics act if your last name is Wiener. No Wiener, the Mike Cachopoli, no Wieners in politics act of 2023. I like that. The Mike Cachopoli, no Wieners in politics. I'm telling Wiener's last name Wiener. We have a lot of Wieners in politics, but it's a last name Wiener, be it Scott or Anthony. No Wieners in Politics Act of 2023. I think that's a good one also. So whether it's Scott Wiener and his laws, which is allowing California to become a haven for human trafficking, a place where human traffickers know they can go to be free. This is a state of freedom for human traffickers. This is the state of freedom. You know, Gavin Newsom likes to talk about what a free state California is. He's right. It's the state of freedom for human, for sex traffickers. He's 100% right. It is. This is the place to come. It's not the place to come if you have a kid. Because a kid can't be a kid here. There's no childhood in California. Excuse me, I'm eating pieces of a Pop-Tart. But there's no... There's no childhood in California. You can have a you can have a real childhood in California because all they want to do is push race on you, gender on you, gender identity, sex change operations, sex traffickers, adults who want to have sex with children. That's all legal here in California now. Remember, I'll repeat this. 
A 24-year-old, one of the things that Abigail was talking about on Tucker Carlson's show, the horrible attack against Scott Wiener and the LGBT. What a horrible attack it was against Scott Wiener and the LGBTQ uh, uh, community to say the fact of Scott Wiener's law, a fact of Scott Wiener's law is that a 24-year-old can have sex with a 14-year-old and cannot be put on the sex offender registry. Understand that. Now, remember, this is the main punishment. You could do time or not do time, but the main punishment for a sex offender is that sex offender registry because that carries with them the rest of their lives, right? I can look it up. I can say, oh, Joe moved next door. Let me look up Joe. Oh, my God, Joe sexually molested two children. That's the real punishment for sex offenders. Yet Scott Wiener's law now makes it legal for a 24-year-old to have sex with a 14-year-old because they cannot be put on the sex offender registry. Now, Scott Wiener says, uh, but once again, Scott Wiener doesn't talk about facts. He He can't debate that. Let's debate that, Scott. Let's debate that one fact. A 24-year-old can have sex with a 14-year-old. Do you think most people like that idea? Do you think most people in the country, you know what? I would say most people in California, even in this fucked up left-wing shithole, don't believe a 24-year-old should have sex with a 14, should be able to have sex with a 14-year-old. Couldn't have sex with a 14-year-old. And I'm a very liberal guy when it comes, remember I lived in Montreal for two years, (laughs) for a reason. I'm a very liberal guy when it comes to sex stuff. You know, I believe the Bill Clinton thing was stupid, was idiotic. You know, I, I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite French. I'm quite French when it comes to sexual stuff. You know, I believe we're in 2023 at a time now where kids are growing up faster. You know, they say like a 65 year old, 65 is the new 55. Well, a lot of ways, 14 is the new 18. Yes, we're living in a social media world where, where kids can go online and access stuff that I couldn't access 30 years ago, 35 years ago. I couldn't access this stuff. So I believe, yes, we're growing, kids are growing up faster. You might think it's unfortunate, but I think it's a fact. Okay, so I'm pretty liberal with this stuff. I'm pretty liberal with this stuff. Remember, there are a third of the states in this country. People don't realize this. There are a third of the states in this country where 16 is a legal age of consent. Here in California, for some weird reason, with all these fucking laws that make it legal for 24-year-olds to have sex with 14-year-olds, the age of consent is still 18 here. Does that make any sense? Of course not. What's funny is if you go to the more right-wing states, the more Republican states, like Mississippi, Alabama, some of those states, the age is 16. Then you come to California, it's 18. It doesn't, matter. it doesn't make any sense. But the fact of the matter is a third of the states in this country, the sexual age consent is 16. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that in the year 2023. However, a 24-year-old and a 14-year-old is, is, is pushing the boundaries. It's also like not necessary. It's not necessary for a 24-year-old to have sex with a 14-year-old. There are plenty of people a 24-year-old can have sex with. They don't have to prey on someone who's 14, okay? So like I said, this is coming from a very liberal guy when it comes to these kinds of things. But that's just not right. And why make a law about that? Why make a law that says that a 24-year-old can have sex with a 14-year-old and not go on the sex registry? Why are you protecting? Now, Scott Wynn will say he's protecting the 14-year-old. How? How does that protect the 14-year-old? That protects the adult, not the child. That protects the, the adult, not the minor. I won't say child, minor. Because that's Scott Wiener's own sexual perversions. 
Scott Wiener is more liberal than I am when it comes to this stuff. He thinks that that's okay, that in 2023, in California, a 24-year-old and a 14-year-old isn't, isn't uh, that big of a deal. I think it is that big of a deal. But Scott Wiener won't say that, you see. He won't admit that, that that's his own thing, right? That's his own little thing that he's got. And maybe he was just waiting to get into politics to be able to pass laws to make his beliefs, to make his sexual desires and beliefs law. But that's not why someone gets into politics. That's not the job of a politician, to make their own inner desires laws. That end up hurting people. End up helping sex traffickers. And that's just one of about 15 things. If you read the article, if you, in fact, you know what? I, You talk too much, you work. And that song, you talk too much, you worry me to death. You talk too much, you even worry my pet. You just talk. Okay, let's, let me, let me, let me play the clip. Three minute clip of Tucker and uh, Abigail talking about this so you can get it from her and not just from me, even though I did read the article. And you should go read the article yourself because it's a really it's a really good article with the intent to engage in prostitution. Now, why would you want more prostitution in your state, which is degrading for everybody? It's human trafficking, actually. Why would they do that? Well, that bill was written by a state senator in California called Scott Weiner. He's also the one who decriminalized the intentional spreading of HIV in California. And as a result of laws that Weiner has sponsored, California has become a hub for human trafficking. Not overstating, Abigail Schreier has just written a report on this for City Journal. She's the author of Irreversible Damage, the Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters, and a very brave person. She joins us tonight. Abigail, thanks so much for coming on. So I thought everyone was against human trafficking, but no. I, you know, the stated intent of these laws, and I was able to talk to Senator Scott Weiner and ask him about it. He always says that the purpose is to advance the rights of LGBTQ, but the major beneficiary of these laws is not to advance the rights of LGBTQ. The major beneficiary are sex predators, once again. Right. And, 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 you know, this is true also of his law to um, make it so that it's no longer automatic that a person will end up on the sex offender registry. A 24-year-old can have anal or oral sex with a 14-year-old and avoid the sex offender registry now in California. That's another one of his laws. I don't know how that empowers anybody. And the second, that, I mean, that's child molestation, okay? But the first seems to help pimps. Like, why would you want that? Well, you know, honestly, it's a mystery. I, I would encourage people to look past speculating over motives yes. and simply look at the objective consequences of these Fair. laws. And the objective consequence is that it's been an incredible boon to sex traffickers. I was able to interview vice cops, and they told me the same, that the only people who benefit from these laws are human traffickers. And I think that's and I appreciate your saying that because you, you don't know someone's motive. You can only measure the effects. And you think, just to restate, in this specific case, this specific law is a boon to sex traffickers? Absolutely. Police officers and women at three different anti-human trafficking organizations from across the street all told me they have seen numbers rise very sharply in prostitutes on the street. And they've told me it's because police officers can no longer stop young girls and say, 
hey, what are you doing here? Do you need help? Um, these women are controlled by their pimps. They're controlled by violence. They're controlled by drug addiction. And many of them are young girls. And, and I, I mean, I would think even in California in 2023, most people would be against this. But by dressing it up as liberation, I assume everyone's afraid to say anything about it. That's what I was told again and again. Um, I interviewed, you know, Republican former Senator uh, uh, Melissa Melendez. She told me the same, that every time she attempted to oppose one of his bills, she was accused of being a transphobe or a homophobe. But the truth is the beneficiary of these laws is not LGBTQ people. It's bad people. It's sex offenders. Exactly. So nicely put uh, and bravely put. Abigail Schreier, thank you for coming on. So Abigail Schreier, City Journal, there you go. But that so okay, so that's the three minute video that Scott Weiner linked and said that Tucker Carlson's attacking him, going after his three beautiful laws, and that this is a right wing extremism anti LGBT. See, he's an idiot, Scott Weiner. In a lot of ways, he's an idiot, but he's also a very shrewd idiot. And he knows, like I said, most of his followers won't even watch that three minute video because, as as Tucker said. If you listen to what she said for three minutes, I don't know how you would disagree with it. I don't know how you disagree with it. And as I said, if you polled most people on these issues, they would be on our side. They'd be on the side of Tucker Carlson and Abigail Schreier, not Scott Weiner. But Scott Weiner cloaks it in right-wing extremism, LGBT. If you disagree with Scott Weiner's laws, you hate gays and you hate trans people. Just like if you disagree with the left, you're a domestic terrorist, you're a Trump supporter, you're a QAnon, you're a proud boy. It's done to stop the conversation because they can't deal with the conversation. They can't deal with real conversation, real facts. Okay? They can't deal with it. This woman said she spoke to Scott Weiner. She did her job as a journalist. She actually spoke to the person she was criticizing the laws she was criticizing so scott weiner knows what this woman's about they know she knows he know, he knows she's fair and a journalist and tucker carlson simply just putting on a journalist yet he phrased it as though tucker carlson's attacking him once again he can't get away with that if people just watch this but he knows they won't and even if some do, they'll still see it as Tucker Carlson attacking him because that's what they want to see. But this is the extremism. This is the left-wing extremism. This is, this is where I live here in San Francisco. Once again, I always like to remind people. I'm, I'm always thinking I'm going to get sympathy. After, every once in a while, I, have to, I think weekly, I'll have to remind everyone that I'm here in San Francisco just to try to get some sympathy out of people. Because this is the this is what I'm surrounded with here. It's this extreme left. It's this left wing extremism. This is nothing that I saw growing up as a Democrat. Okay, this is nothing I dealt with growing up as a Democrat. Laws that make it easier for sex predators. Laws that make it easy to prey on children. Laws that end childhood early that don't let children have a full childhood, a full innocent childhood. This is nothing that I remember. Unless I blocked it out of my memory. This is nothing I remember Democrats talking about through 80s and 90s into the 2000s. I don't remember this. 
Does anyone out there remember this? Anyone that's a Democrat remember this? Am I just bl- blanking it out like in, uh, what do you call that? What was that name of that? The uh, Men in Black? Am I just black? Am I just not remembering this because I don't want to? But no, I, I think they have changed. Because people like Scott Weiner are the ones who are now running the Democratic Party. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Elon Omar. These people are running the Democratic Party. And these people did not run the Democratic Party 20, 30 years ago. They didn't. And, you know, I'm no fan of the establishment Democrat. That was one of the reasons why I followed Bernie Sanders for five years through two campaigns. I'm, I'm no I'm no big supporter of the establishment Democrats either. But this is still not something even the establishment Democrats would go to. That that a, that a 24-year-old should be able to have sex with a 14-year-old. That a cop can't ask a woman on the streets that who, who obviously, obviously looks like and is a, a working girl who is prob who very, who very possibly can be working for a, a pimp who just she doesn't want to be working for or being sex trafficked. A cop cannot, cannot speculate, cannot ask them for help if they need help. Who is it? Who's for these laws? Who's for these laws? In other words, so Scott Weiner will say that's what? To protect the women from being bothered? What's bother? If they're not doing anything wrong, if they're happy with their lives, what's bothering them? I'd be very happy if a cop stopped me in the street, even uh, anytime and said, how you doing? Any problems? Anyone bothering you? I have no problem with that. I would love that. Who is it protecting? It's not. You see, what it's doing, like I said, like I said, it's getting Scott Wiener's own little dark sexual perversions and fantasies put into law. That's what it is. And the guy proves it when he goes out to sex fairs like Dory Alley or and, and, and puts out photographs of themselves three quarters naked. It's not something a politician should be doing. It's not something a politician should be doing. It's too much part of his life, right? Some of the people are obsessed over things, right? There are people obsessed over COVID, huh? People are obsessed over, you know, germs. And this guy is obsessed over sex. All of these laws are around sex, right? They're all around sexual perversions and sexual proclivities and whatever you might call it, sexual desires. And they end up hurting the people they're intended, supposedly, that he says to help. Be it women, minorities, people, children and, and women who are sex trafficked, minors. And it's playing to his really low brow. There's no way to put it. Low brow voters who don't look into the law, don't see what... Look, these people didn't do it for COVID. They didn't look into the mask thing. They didn't think about it for a fucking second. They just put them on. They didn't think about the vaccines and what harm they can do or if they even helped at all. They just put it in their system over and over again, over and over again. 
They didn't question whether six feet meant anything. They didn't question whether staying inside would do anything. They didn't question whether closing their business or their gym would do anything. They just did it. They just did it. They just followed. So you think Scott Wiener's people, the same people who did all those things I just mentioned, are going to actually look into his laws, see the effect, read the facts, read the articles, read the testimonials? Of course not. That's how these people continue to do what they do. Because of an ignorant public. Without the ability to think critically. Without the ability to look into things for themselves. That's what happens. And he knows it. And he knows it. And the problem with living in San Francisco is, I don't see this ever changing. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see a, a, a light at the end of the tunnel. I don't see a corner turning. I don't see any of it. They are zombies, and they will continue to be zombies. And so Scott Wieners, the Scott Wieners of the world will continue to move up. Move up, promoted by the people of San Francisco. Promoted by the voters. Like I said, it doesn't happen by osmosis. It doesn't happen by itself. Politicians have to be voted into office, and you get the representation you deserve. You get the representation the majority votes for. And you have a choice, right? Deal with the majority, deal with the nutty majority, or leave. And now we're seeing. I saw a chart that showed people leaving California, whether it's going to Texas, Florida, Arizona, Georgia, even New York, believe it or not, New York State anyway, leaving California in droves. In droves, because they're picking that. They're picking the latter. They're not picking sticking it out and dealing with these lunatics. They're not. They're not dealing with having to have the representation that others are being. Others are forcing on them, like Scott Weiner. They just want to go. They want to go because they don't think they don't see things changing anywhere in the near future. So they leave. This is the other video. This is the one I was. This is the one I talked about where Tucker spoke about um, Canada. <laughs> this is the one where he speaks about Canada that really got the Canadian. Some people in the Canadian Parliament just totally up in arms over his uh, his uh, saying that we, <laughs> the United States should invade Canada. We're talking to our friend David Azarad recently for an interview on Fox Nation, and the topic of Canada came up. David Azarad was born and raised in Montreal, but like a lot of ambitious and freedom-loving people, he fled later to the United States. And because all the people who care about their own rights have left, Canada under Justin Trudeau has become effectively a dictatorship. And we don't like dictatorships. We're America. We liberate dictatorships. That's what we do. So we ask the obvious question... Why don't we just liberate Canada? Here's that conversation. Why should we stand back and let our biggest trading partner, the country with which we share the longest border, and actually, I could just say a great country. I love Canada. I've always loved Canada because of its natural beauty. Why should we let it become Cuba? Like, why, why don't we liberate it? We're spending all this money to liberate Ukraine from the Russians. Why are we not sending an armed force north to liberate Canada from Trudeau? And I mean it. Well, I don't know. But that you don't I, have to answer. Yeah, I, I don't know that I'm 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 there yet with you. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just talking myself into a frenzy I, I, here. That's a fa it's a fair question, and honestly, we thought the Canadians would be flattered because 
they're always flattered when you talk about them. They're like stalkers. You don't know they exist, but they've got pictures of you in their dorm room. So if you do a Canada joke on TV, they go absolutely crazy. They don't really know how to handle it or what it means, but it, it doesn't matter. They're excited. And that's true even in the Canadian Parliament. Apparently, there's so little going on in Canada, like civil liberties, that if you tell a joke about Canada, they go bonkers. Watch this Canadian, quote, member of parliament try to get some kind of resolution passed condemning this show. Mr. Speaker, after consultation with the parties in the House, if you seek it, I believe you will find unanimous consent for the following motion. That given the, the rise of far right and associated violent extremism led to the attempted insurrection in the United States, the House condemns recent comments made by Fox News personality Tucker Carlson in which he suggests U.S. armed forces liberate Canada from the current prime minister. All those opposed to the honorable member moving the motion will please say nay. Nay, I'm afraid we don't have... By the way, it, fa it fails, and we don't want to be too picky or anything, but we did not suggest the armed forces liberate Canada. You're flattering yourself, Canadian member of parliament. We wouldn't need the armed forces. A couple of your college roommates just ran up the sled dogs, and you wouldn't be able to move. We're not actually going to do it just yet. There's something to think about. Settle down. So that's what got, that's what got them all riled up. In Obviously, joking, right? Anyone with a brain can see he's just joking and he's nudging, nudging them, right? Needling them in the ribs. And, and, and they can't take it. The left simply cannot take a joke. They can't take a joke. But what's interesting is while they can't take a joke, they can take authoritarianism, they can take oppression, they can take all that, they can take fascism, Right, they can take their bank accounts being frozen. Another good segment that was done on Fox on Turkey was the idea of this digital currency and the way these governments can now just freeze bank accounts of people they don't like. They don't like something you're saying, something you're protesting. They'll just freeze your bank accounts like Justin Trudeau did for the truckers. That they can live with the left. They can deal with all that. Right? They can deal with their bank accounts being frozen, their lives being ruined by petty dictators. But a joke about invading them? Oh my God. How horrible. How right wing. These people are just, you know, I didn't realize how much I despise them until I just started talking about them a lot. When you, when I'm talking about them five nights a week, I realize how much I hate these people. They are just really, really the worst of the worst. I know, right? But Trump, but Trump, Mike, but Trump. No, Mike, no, no, nothing's as bad as but Trump. He doesn't even have a name. Not, his name isn't even Donald Trump anymore. It's but Trump. Meanwhile, Donald Trump is um, all of a sudden Mr. Nice Guy, if you've noticed. I don't know if you've noticed. You're noticing this transition? It started with his announcement he was running. It was very low-key. And now the Nikki Haley thing, you would expect the old Trump. Let's about the old Trump. The old Trump would destroy Nikki Haley for getting in the race, wouldn't, wouldn't he? But not, not this Trump. This Trump said, you know, I told her to follow her heart. And yes, that's fine. He, who? <laughs> what, who is this guy? So he's changing. He's learning. He's learned that people, I think, are tired of belligerence. That's probably not going to work again. So he's trying to adapt to that, trying to pivot, be a little more diplomatic. 
less of a attack dog. I don't know if that's going to make him more. I don't know if it's going to give him more followers or, or he's going to lose some followers. Because a lot of his followers that he has, I'm like a really, you know, the, the Trump derangement syndrome of the right kind where they want that. They want that red meat. And they'll say he's a sellout for being uh, just a normal human being. So that will be see, interesting how that plays. But Trump is being the nice guy right now. There's no doubt about it. It's a very different Donald Trump than the one who ran in 2016 and 2020. We'll see if it continues. But the old Trump would have gone right after Nikki Haley, right after her. She's a nobody. She's a loser. I made her what she, you know, he would have said that this time. He didn't say any of that stuff. I had a conversation with her. And I told her to follow her heart and run if she wants. That's a very different Donald Trump. I don't know why Nikki Haley felt the need to have to call and ask permission for your opponent to run against them, but whatever. But this is this is just the amazing thing of how these people can't take anything. They really can't. They can't. It's 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 it, it's really gotten to the point now where they feel it's their way or you're canceled, right? You either agree with them 100% or you're a homophobe. You agree with them 100% or you're a transphobe. You agree with them 100% or you're a domestic terrorist. There's no, there is no debate. And that happens when people get to a point where they can't debate the fact, they can't debate the facts, they lose. We've, they've actually gotten to the point to the left where they won't debate, right? They run for office and they just say, we're not going to debate, like Katie Hobbs, right? Well, I'm not going to debate. I'm not going to debate. My people are so dumb, they'll vote for me anyway. They know that. And that's what happens. She won, supposedly, whatever. But they won't even debate, literally, anymore. This is what happens when people get to a point where they everything they, everything they believe in, they know is wrong. Everything they believe in, they know the majority, when it's discussed, will, will be against. And they're just going to put their feet in this, you know, lock in, in feet in concrete and just hold their, hold their, stand their ground, even though they don't believe in stand your ground, stand their ground, and that's it. And they've gotten to the point now where they just say, well, if people don't agree with you, just call them names and move on. Call them disparaging names and, and move on. And that's it. That, that's what we've gotten with the left now. That's the point we've gotten to. No need to talk about anything. No need to debate. Don't, don't give them any satisfaction of actual debate. Just say, if you don't believe our way, you're a horrible person. You'd go into hell. Goodbye. That's it. That, that's, what, so when it gets to that point, where do you go? Where do you go with people like that? Where do you go? There's nowhere to go. There really isn't other than to mock them, to ridicule them, to continue to try to get under their skin, which isn't very hard. That's basically the only thing you can do. It's basically the only thing you can do. We're talking to our friends. So was Ron, oh, sorry, okay, we'll wait, talk. So going into the idea of Nikki Haley running and, and hopefully the next person that will announce will be Ron DeSantis, although I'm not hearing anything about that. Um, but hopefully we'll soon. DeSantis today, early today, permanently removed sales. Listen to this. He permanently removed sales tax on all baby items, including food, wipes, and push chairs over-the-counter pet medications, and once again, to needle the left, very <laughs> gas stoves. So all taxes are removed on gas stoves. Now, that's obviously, a, that's a good thing, but it's obviously done to needle the left. 
and it will work. They'll go watch, watch people, watch my friends. They'll go apoplectic over that, and he knows they will, because it's so easy to get them to go apoplectic over something. Uh, let me let me play. This is a very this is a very quick clip. It's a multimedia night, Donald Lesby heard. Okay, this is uh, Ron DeSantis talking about removing taxes on those items. I guess also it. doing permanent sales tax exclusions on all baby necessities, including cribs and strollers. It's hard enough raising kids as it is. Now you get baby food, diapers, wipes, the whole baby clothes, the whole shebang, including things like cribs and strollers, which are very, very expensive. So that is going to be permanently uh, tax-free in the state of Florida. Uh, we're also doing a permanent exclusion on all over-the-counter pet medications because they're parts of our families too. And you, these are things that you need to do. So that's going to give a lot of Floridians relief. And then we just added, because I think it needs to be done, uh, no tax permanently on gas stoves. They want your gas stove, and we're not going to let that happen. And we're not even a state. The way Florida was built, a lot of this wasn't even connected to gas lines. It's got a lot of electric stuff. But it's just the principle of, you know, this is ridiculous that they, and they do want to go after it. They got blowback, so they kind of had to back off. They want to go after the gas stoves. And so we're saying, you know, we want you to be able to buy those uh, uh, free of charge from, from the state of Florida. So, also, yeah, so obviously, yes, that's he's admitting it, right? He's basically, he wouldn't have even done that if they didn't do this, if the left didn't do this ridiculously asinine push to get rid of gas stoves. You know, and as he said, it's not even an issue. Most, a lot of new buildings are being built now with electric stoves anyway. Right? Or if they're, when they're renovating kitchens, they're putting in electric stoves anyway. But the left had to make such a huge deal out of gas stoves for more bullshit virtue signaling about climate and such that, you know, now Ron DeSantis is taking away any taxes on gas stoves. So this is the kind of leadership we need, though. This is exactly the kind of leadership that's needed. It really is. It really is. And it's really giving a big fuck you right to the World Economic Forum, Davos, the Great Reset. That's part of that. That's, that's definitely a present we need moving forward through this decade is, is one that's going to give a big f middle fucking finger to Klaus Schwab and Davos. And that's what Ron DeSantis, that's a big part of what he's doing now in, in Florida. But he can do that for the entire country. You know, he can do that for the entire country. But it's, yeah, it's basically, you know, Helping families and pissing off, you know, a globalist economy, a globalist president, right? The globalism that's happening with the economy. That's basically doing. You're just doing things for people. You're doing things for the ma for the many, right? Baby items, pet medications, stoves. You're doing things for the people. That's true. What I, what I would consider true populism is for the people, right? That's populism means I believe for the people. And so that's what Ron DeSantis is doing. That's what Ron DeSantis is doing. And so I certainly hope, I certainly hope that he runs. And, uh, you know, I, I want someone I can get, I can get behind. Um, speaking of someone I could get behind, the person I was behind in 2016 and 2020. Have you seen Bernie Sanders, this thing he's doing now? Where he has a new book and it's about how awful capitalism is. And he's going on a tour where he gets $90 to see him. 
Is, there, is there anyone more hypocritical these days than Bernie Sanders? You know, I pointed out Sanders and the progressive hypocrisy with um, with COVID, right, and with big pharma, which is quite obvious. But you 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 write a book that's bashing capitalism, yet you go on a tour where you're selling that book, going to make possibly millions off the book, a hundred bucks to get in to see you, right? And the book, the tickets are being sold on Ticketmaster. How much more of a hypocrite can you be? Seriously, how much more of a hypocrite can you be? But once again, the hypocrisy is incredibly blatant, incredibly obvious. But will it matter to the progressives? Will it matter to the cult of Sanders? Of course not. Of course not. They'll say, He's taking advantage of the capitalists. Good for him. They'll, they'll come up, they, 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 they'll twist and they'll turn and they'll twist into a pretzel to try to defend the hypocrisy. But they can't. It's obviously hypocritical. It's the capitalism that allows you to do that. It's the capitalism that allows Ticketmaster. It's the capitalism that allows you to sell tickets to go see you who is selling a book. It's all capitalism. It's all capitalism. Would he prefer the government gets 80% of that? Wait, the government? How about the government? How about the government sells the tickets, makes money off the tickets? The government sells the book, makes money off the book. And Bernie can get 1% of it all. That's fair. That's socialism. That's fair. That, Bernie can get 1% of it and the government will get the rest. The government will, will run the whole, the whole deal. No, no ticket master. No, no book company. That's capitalism too. The book company, whoever it is, Simon and Schuster. That's capitalism. That's a, what a hypocrite. What bullshit this is. You could write a. You could. You can talk about any system of any system of government not being perfect. And capitalism is another system of government. It's not perfect. Far from perfect. But what Bernie Sanders doesn't want to talk about is the alternative is much worse. Whether it's communism or socialism, the alternative is worse. And this is not like um, I'm making this up. You look at governments that tried this. And what you found was, in governments that tried this stuff, well, look at, look at China, look at communism, look at how the government has the authority, the incredible authority, to just shut everyone down for as long as they want. Right? Barricade you in your apartment. Is that, is that a better form of government? Wait a minute, how about socialist governments like Venezuela, where the only people who have made money are the people at the top, the politicians, the ones telling you how great socialism are, the authoritarian figures at the top. They're the ones that make all the money. They're the ones that are millionaires and millionaires, and the people are poor, living off dirt. Is that, is that the better form of government? Of course not. But that doesn't sell books. Bernie couldn't write a book that said, Let's talk about, yeah, let's talk about the, the positives and negatives of this and that and the other thing. It would, that wouldn't go over. you got to write a book and say, fuck capitalism. you got to write a book and say, fuck capitalism. Capitalism sucks. It's okay to fucking hate capitalism. That's going to sell. That's going to sell. How much money are you going to make off of it? I, this, is, this is another thing. I can't believe I supported this guy for five years. I can't believe I said, speaking of capitalism, I can't believe I gave him my money. I can't believe I gave him my money. 
But the hypocrisy is so blatant now. The hypocrisy is so obvious that these people don't, they're not even trying to hide it. That, that's what, that's what really gets me the most, that they're not even trying to hide it because they know to their people it's not going to matter. To their people, it's not going to matter. They'll always be, oh, but the Trumps are the worst, bet worse, or but the Republicans are worse. Oh, I, I'm going to go with Bernie because yeah, 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 but they're worse. It's always the other side's worse, worse, worse. And that's how people like Bernie Sanders and Scott Weiner constantly get their base to vote for them, constantly get their base to support them and give them money. It's a simple game they play of the other side is worse. We're not be perfect, but the other side's worse. Sorry, the other side is not this hypocritical. They're not just this blatantly hypocritical. They're not just blatantly offensive. They're not that this blatantly hurtful to children. They're not this blatantly hurtful to society by destroying it, by destroying the economy for the last three years, by destroying the middle class and the lower class, by raising up the wealthy, by watching the wealthy get wealthy over the last three years where everyone else suffered. I didn't see the other side do that. I saw Bernie Sanders do that. I saw Scott Wiener do that. I saw the Democrats do that. If I'm wrong, if, if, I, if, I, if I'm seeing this wrong, you can tell me. But I think I'm seeing it right. And everything they do now is so damn hypocritical. Write a book about how awful capitalism is and then make money off that book, off the capitalist system. I mean, it's just, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. Hey, Bill, you're on Let's Be Heard. How's it going tonight? Okay, Mike. You came in an hour late again. No, I'm joking. It's okay. Is that right? I just woke up. I, I sat up. <laughs> you know, Bill, oh, goes, Bill, uh, you something, know, Bill, they made something called an alarm clock. No, know if no don't take offense. You know, when when I do call into you, it's when Mother Nature w wakes me. To be honest with you, it's, oh, it's, and then I'm like, oh, Bill, wait I'm a only, minute, what I, time I, is it? Bill, Bill, I'm only I'm only 51, and I have that problem. It's getting. I think by the time I'm 60, I may be I may be peeing seven times a night. <laughs> I, I stopped counting. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It may be time for that. What do they sell on TV? What do they call that? Super beta prostate? Have you tried that stuff? Is that any I'm, good? I'm not that bad. I'm I'm just kidding. You know, just uh, anyway. Uh, I did catch a little what you're saying. You know, I. You know, you know me. I'm going to come at a little different angle. I haven't heard the whole thing, so it may sound out of context. Yeah, go, ahead. But, go ahead. Go ahead. Whatever. But I, I think if we follow the money. We're going to see, uh, you know, uh, lobbyists supporting people on both sides of the aisle and people on both sides of the aisle invested heavily in big pharma and whatever else that the issues are at hand, um, which is why we don't see legislation um, to really bring about some major change in this country. Um, even if you just look at, you know, uh, what would be a living wage today um, with the cost of housing, for example. Um, uh, and uh, that's just one example. You know, what, what we did with NAFTA or what our country did with NAFTA and then the Asian free trade agreements and where things are today is basically took the good jobs um, 
made them shitty jobs and shipped them overseas. In other words, those, those girls who work in the Foxconn factory, um, manufacturing iPhones were being poisoned with N-hexane over in China. And then it was benzene. I mean, chemicals we wouldn't allow in this country. Yet people could produce using those things and sell it back here. Remember when the lumber liquidator, liquidator uh, flooring issue? Yes, they were using- yeah, I do actually. Yeah, yeah. You know, and this should, my opinion, there should be laws. Look, let's face it. The reason all that outsourcing went down was because prior to that, you remember the Calahuga River being on fire three times, flown into Lake Erie. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so we love canal, you know, yes, and I worked on it. Yeah. Right. For example. And then we had up in Woburg, Massachusetts, which wasn't as famous, but the movie was made of it called Civil Action, where you had three companies dumping and pumping. It polluted the groundwater and then the city water, or the city tapped the groundwater well. And uh, a lot of people died and got very sick, you know. Um, and uh, so um, and then when it comes to Big Pharma, they've been getting away with uh Let's face it, the FDA has not been doing their job, nor has, I mean, Congress did approve. I remember we were talking, I have to look it up again, when, where Congress did approve money well over a decade, maybe substantially longer, to improve the VAERS reporting system, the vaccine adverse events, because they knew, according to the uh, Harvard, what study was this one now? I'm trying to remember. The Harvard Pilgrim study that it was only catching 1% of vaccine adverse events. Even then, so yeah, they, yeah. If, so we're, yeah. because of course they've been monitoring vaccines for decades. This is a new thing, but obviously it was never upgraded and uh, to where it was effective and uh, easy for the doctors to use, et cetera, et cetera. Because big pharma didn't want to be caught. Do you follow me? I mean, the money's <laughs> we have this legislation that even if it gets passed, it ends up not being um, put into an effect. Uh, uh, so there's, there's systemic problems. Um, I, like I said, I didn't catch, I, I just woke up and I just caught, I said, Oh, gee, Mike's got his show going. Let me. And so, you know, I, in relative to everything you've been saying, I don't know how this sits because I haven't heard your whole show. I have no idea what, you know, where you're going. Well, you know, I'll get, I want to get your opinion on yeah. the, the lead I, le- I led with today, which is the okay. whole idea with whole idea of the left not having a sense of humor anymore. Do you do you have any insights into that as to why left not having a sense of humor? Hmm. Yeah, I mean just just the idea of not being able not you know taking themselves so seriously and I mentioned I think before you came into the room I mentioned that hmm. Tucker Carlson had a segment where he he jokingly said that we should liberate Canada the way we liberate all these other countries because of Trudeau and his authoritarianism. In other yeah. words, go in there and liberate them, invade them and they actually the Canadian right. parliament some some jerk in the Canadian Parliament actually bring brought up a <laughs> wanted to wanted to like cancel Tucker Carlson in Canada wanted to make it a law. Me. <laughs> I mean, they can't take any kind of humor anymore. It's like everything they find oh, is, everything everything they find is offensive, right? Humor, stand up comedians. They want to cancel everybody. You can't joke about this group. You can't joke about that group. Do you do you know when that started? Because I, I don't remember um, that being a thing when I was a Democrat. No, in fact, uh, I um, yeah, I was a big fan of George Carlin. And, right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So I wasn't I, he, George Carlin really popular among the left. Sure, he was. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. 
Well, we have a weird thing in this country when you think about it. You go back to Lenny Bruce and George Carlin. They all got they got arrested, both of them, multiple times um, for their verbiage. Uh, by, 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 conser- by conservatives verbiage. in conservative places. That's the way yeah, it used to be. Weird. So when did, it, when did this all flip the other way, Bill? It seems That's like a good point. Yeah, it I seems don't like know. it flipped the other way. I hear you. You know what I I I I I don't know what the hell is going on. I, I to be honest with you, I for about ten years I lived without a TV. I was I was living uh, on a ranch I had, and I just didn't care about the mainstream media at all. And then uh, now where I am now, I, I use the social media, but I don't have a TV because um, I I don't tune into mainstream media in any way. Um, yeah, so I'm right, a little out of touch with. But even Kinda. even even I watched the movie El. If you watch the movie Elvis, you remember Elvis? He mm-hmm. was he was he was subject to arrest. They wanted to arrest him because of his gyrations, right? Right, sure, sure. But those were yeah. always those, those, those down south. It was like in conservative mm-hmm. areas. That's right. But now it's like the left is the one that are the, the ones that are offended by everything. They're they weird they, now. Like I said, we you and I were talking. I was growing up either straight, gay, or bi. You know what I mean? There was no. And nobody wore their sexuality like out flagrantly on a sleeve unless they were, frankly, a hooker or something. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you just or if they were working on Vegas, maybe. But, um, you know, even TV. Remember Mary Tyler Moore, the Dick Man Doug show I used to watch with my dad and the Mary Tyler Moore, Donna Reed, Jimmy Stewart. I mean, even the comedy, Carol Burnett. Remember Carol Burnett show? I mean, talk about funny. And yeah, uh, how, about, how about Rodney Dangerfield? Oh, right. Rodney, yeah. Don, 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 Don Riggles. Don Riggles. Don Riggles, yeah. These they were, people would be totally yeah. destroyed by the left now, just the way they destroy Dave Chappelle. I, I never thought about that. Yeah, Don Riggles, uh, Johnny Carson. Those are, I, I used to sit up late to watch that stuff, especially on the weekends. Um, so at some point, at some yeah. point, things flipped. And I, I can't, Bill, yeah. I can't give you the exact moment. Yeah, I guess you're some, right. At some point, things really flipped. And now it's the left that are offended by everything. Everything is offensive. They want you jailed. They want you canceled. They want, you know, they, they want to ban you in their country for joking about invading them. You know, it's like it's 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 gotten to the point now where it's you can't talk to them about anything. You can't have fun anymore. You can't you can't joke anymore. You have to really it's like walking on eggshells. Right. It's like walking on eggshells. You yeah, know? I guess you're right. I I I um I, I hear you saying Dave Chappelle. uh I, I have caught some of the stuff, you know, on YouTube shorts and typically I find it pretty funny. I think, you know, um, so I hear exactly what you're saying. These got a lot of pushback from the trans community because of it. Um, I, it, it's such a weird time. I, I don't even know what to make of it anymore. You know, I, I, I'm just completely perplexed with everything from, from the, everything you're describing right now to even the idea that we would have medical tyranny, and the World Health Organization, you know, trying to amend the international health regulations and make them codify them into law and for them to have a misinformation, disinformation, uh, you know, uh, through the through the World Economic Forum and how they well, collaborate. They totally collaborate. It's crazy. Go ahead. And even, even these things you're talking about now at, at one point would have been totally criticized by the left. Yeah. But yeah, it's, the left, it's the left that is supporting these things now. I know. What's going on, Mike? That's, that's the question I asked. I don't know. <laughs> it's 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 the left now that is supporting basically the the uh, how can I put this the um, anal retentive establishment. 
right? They are the ones who are supporting them now, and I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know, I don't know when that happened exactly, but it happened. Well, it's a total censorship culture, cancel culture. It's really weird, you know what I mean. And then the other thing is, like I used to joke around. I'd say, um, you know, uh, early in this whole pandemic thing, I'm like, what happened to the hippies? I remember I, Daniel commented on that, but I, I thought the hippies, at least I, I was not that generation. I was a little baby, you know, I was born in 1960. So, but I remember seeing it on TV when I was old enough, you know, to see what was going on and asking, but what was Woodstock, you know, what was other, but they're smoking dope, doing their thing. And I'm, and I understand it, that medical marijuana has a lot of health benefits, not only for, for epileptic kids and uh, for cancer patients. And there's all kinds of positive things from, herbs and mushrooms seriously i'm not just talking about stuff to get people high you know what i'm talking about i'm talking about serious medical benefits um regarding um immune modulation and and uh, anti-cancer uh, etc and um i'm like why would these people be on board for fauci you know the science what's happened you know i mean what i don't understand it it's perplexing so it's it breaks away from the comedy thing but it does kind of it's like the, why would the left want things to be more totalitarian and less free and open i i don't get it you know what well, i mean it's a i think i think as i'm thinking about it now i do have some answers huh? here i'm always interested in other people think about it but i think yeah. a lot of it comes for the need to control right the need, Maybe, the need, yeah. the need the, right the need to control others right the need to control the way others think the way the, the needs to control the way the others other people act that you want them some reason to think and act like you you're most comfortable with that and you want that to be the case and you become very uncomfortable when people don't think or act like you or think outside the box and i think it's it has a lot to do with control i think a ton of it has to do with with control because as we've seen during covid none of it makes any sense scientifically right, right. none of it there's no science to this there's no science no, there's, no, there's no science in saying okay uh 105 days from now, we'll end the emergency. 105 days from now, we'll be able to end the Where's the science? There's no science in any of this that they've done. But it no. has all been about control, right? The ability to control others for as long as you wish. And so I think that that control factor, right? If you think about stand-up comics, you're talking about people who usually don't don't uh, um, uh, express control. It's not. They're not about control, right? They're no, about. Just let, they're about just letting. They're about just letting loose. Letting loose with uh -huh. comedy. Letting loose. Uh -huh. I think that bothers a lot of people on the left these days. The ability the, that the the fact that, and it it all comes down to virtue signaling too. Oh, how dare you make fun of a group I virtue signal about, right? How dare you make fun of the oppressed gays or the oppressed blacks? It's it's it's, it's such an anal retentive uptight way of thinking. That I think it's now extending into everything. It's extending into politics, extending into the economy, you know. And uh, I, I'm hoping at some point more people feel the way I do, and you do, and say we're not going. We're just not going to deal with this shit anymore, right? We, we just this cannot be this cannot be the way of the world from this point on. It can't be. It can't. Well, be. Think, let's hope I'm for another that. like. Let's hope for another revolution, right? Some other another cultural revolution that turns us around at some point. I hope. Yeah, I think there's a couple of different layered issues. Like when it comes to the medical, um, obviously that was a huge psyop, um, you know, that was done on the people of fear, you know, and so it affected 
especially those who were considered in the high-risk groups that drove a lot of fear. Uh, a friend of mine, I used to be good friends with older gentlemen than me. Uh, I joke around and I'd call him every now and then and say, hey, man, this is Fat Man. You know what I mean? I call him Batman. He had to be a marshal and we'd goof around. And and uh, actually met him in the courthouse. He became an ally of mine. He used to serve a lot of my paperwork for me that I, when I needed to have things served. And, and um Last I talked to him, he jumped on me because we were talking about the whole COVID thing. And um, he's like, because I have trouble with people like you. It's because of people like you, you know, that uh, we we still have this pandemic. And he bought the whole narrative hook, line, and sinker, you know. And when I tried to explain to him, because he's a pretty open guy, and I, a guy who was my friend, I guess, you know, really for several years. And he, he, um, I mean, here's a guy who said, you know, Bill, they're, they're not going to let you beat the Catholic Church. You know that, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? I told you how I went after, you know, yeah, certain yeah, people I went after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. actually the next mayor. And then, uh, or they're not going to let you beat the hotel industry. You know, when I went after the banking hotel industry, that was another one. Or lawyers, I sued, I sued three law firms. He goes, they're not going to let you win any of that. And you know that, don't you? You know what I mean? But he wasn't saying it to reprimand me. He was like, I can't believe you're doing this, man. He's like, but but remember, you know? And I said, yeah, I know the way of the world, Marshall, but I got to do this. And so we were on that level. And boy, he, I, we haven't been able to talk. He, he was furious with me. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, you don't understand. And I tried to explain it doesn't, the vaccine doesn't stop the spread. It doesn't even affect you, you not getting sick because it doesn't get into the mucous membranes. It doesn't affect the antibodies in the mucous membranes of the nose, eyes, and mouth. It doesn't. It, it, it's a blood thing. I said, you know, I said, not to mention, it's you can't chase a coronavirus uh, a leak with a leaky vaccine. It's, this will never work, Marshall. The more I said it, more it enraged him. I, I, I've, had, I've had the same conversation with people in the past, and I just had to stop having that conversation. Yeah. You know, I mean, and then my come, brother has... you know, come at a certain point, I was like, people are just going to believe what they want to believe here. You know, it's just too, the propaganda was too strong That's to it, break through for a lot of people. You know, so. And that went through on both sides, and I think you still got a problem now. Like I heard some of what Trump's platform was about like, yesterday or today. He proclaimed some of what his platform would be, and I was like, oh, a lot of that makes sense. I said, but you know what? I still wouldn't vote for him because he hasn't – if he come out and said, look, I was wrong – and uh, I was misled by medical advisors regarding this vaccine. And um, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure people are compensated who've lost uh, yeah. family and jobs. And if he come out like that, I think you see a big, a big part of his uh, normal, uh, you know, uh, constituents, however you want to refer to the supporters, who could get behind them, but I don't know what's holding that back. Um, I still think the left, Bill, I still think the left is going to turn on the vaccine as we get, as more and more comes out about how destructive they are. I mm. think the left is going to begin as, as we go through this year and as we get to the mm. campaign, I think the left is going to turn on the vaccine. They're going to turn on the vaccine and, they, and they're going to blame it on Trump. They're going to turn oh, no. on the vaccine and they're going to blame it on the Operation Warp Speed guy. 
Yeah, you know, they, they're such, the Biden, Kamala, they're such hypocrites because as you recall, prior, they were like, well, we wouldn't take that because it went through, it wasn't approved uh, along the time. Remember before when Trump was still in office? They said we wouldn't take a Trump vaccine. Yeah, right. Trump, yeah, yeah. Then they went ahead and did the opposite, which is always what happens. So this is why I say it's a uniparty because ultimately you got enough people on both sides of the aisle who are in the pockets of the people uh, who are really in charge. You know, it's inverted totalitarianism, the way Sheldon Wallen describes it in his book, Democracy Incorporated. And I agree with that, you know, so we're, we're going to see certain congressional committees and then hearings but I'd be very surprised, Mike, if we saw justice. I really am uh, because of that. I would love to see it. I mean, people should be jailed. People should be tried on treason. Treason. We're talking treason. You know what I mean? This has been this when you, the gravity of this is is incomprehensible. What has done to our, our society, our culture, and uh, the people's personal lives, and uh, uh, so. The middle class, uh, it's, if, if you want to come up with a tool to destroy the middle class and to close small businesses, this, you know, and because, you know, because of my opinion with the good doctors, the frontline COVID critical care doctors, American frontline doctors, there, there, there were repurposed and there are repurposed drugs and there are protocols that were effective, um, that were working. And, uh, so, this is uh, big pharma needs to be taken down. The FDA, the CDC. I, re I really hope Ron DeSantis and Ron Johnson can rally enough people. Well, on their there was the good news today. If you heard the good news, the public health, public health officials in California have scrapped their plans to mandate COVID vaccines as part of the mandatory vaccine regimen for school children. So I oh, think, thank God. yeah, I think, and I, I, I think we're starting to win. I, I really do. I think we just have to keep at it. You know, I think we have to keep at it. Oh, my God. That, you know, I just read uh, this guy I see on YouTube sometimes. He, he covers deaths of athletes, high school on up. There was a young girl, 19 years old, who was a swimming coach for children. And she died of a massive heart attack. I mean, a young, thin, healthy, athletic. Then there were a couple of football players in the last couple of days, strokes, heart attacks, you know, prior players or current players. And. And um, if we're seeing that amongst the people who are fit, who are low risk, extremely low risk to begin with, and now you've brought it out, I mean, the numbers are going to, of course, there's no way that we're ever going to know the numbers because of whether you died with COVID, of COVID, the, the whole non-autopsy, that the people weren't, the state, if they really wanted to, you would think during a, if it was a real pandemic, there'd be tons of autopsies to see, you know, how can, what can we learn from the autopsies? How can we prevent, you know, uh, this alleged pandemic uh, from progressing and spreading? Well, and, and, but, and, uh, and they ingrained, they ingrained that number, like a million deaths into people's yeah. minds. So they oh, knew yeah. that. They knew they, if they, they, all they had to do was lie at the beginning. And that's yeah. the last thing people would hear. That's the last thing people would hear. And that's know. all people know now. I mean, when you talk to most people, not most people, I shouldn't say most, a lot of people you talk to who are on the 
you know, who are, who are Covidians, branch Covidians, will say that. Will, will mimic that number. They'll say, but a million people oh, yeah. died. But a million people in this country died. Oh, yeah. oh. They just mimic that number, which, of course, mm-hmm. that number has been chopped in a million different pieces since then. But they mm-hmm. don't hear that. And, they, and, 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 and the authorities, the authoritarians know that. They know they're just going to remember that number. That Remember the death tracker that was on CNN? Yeah. On NBC every fucking day for like how many years? Um, and, yeah. and that's it. And that, that's, that's all they know. That's all they're going yeah, to remember. Calling Grant. Yeah. Plus she that's had sort of my ear. Remember when she, you know, when the mandates are in their hands of the, the Supreme Court justices and have sort of my ear quoting some death rate of children that was so off the wall. And where the heck did she are in the yeah, hospital? 100,000 100, 100, kids died of COVID. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like they just lie and blatantly lie to suit their political agenda. It's like there's no there's no medical basis for any of that. Not to mention the PCR test, you can't determine anything with that anyway. So, so, but get you know I. So we have that whole thing, and then when it comes to this uh, wokeism and not being, you know, I think about a movie, for example, Blazing Saddles. You couldn't make that and and, and play that. <laughs> I was gonna bring up. I was gonna, oh, okay. I was gonna bring up Mel Brooks. Is Mel Brooks? Yeah. I believe on on um, streaming. I forgot what network where it's going to be. Did you see they're doing History of the World Part Two? No. Yeah, it's going to be a series. It's going to be like a three or four part series. I want to see. I guarantee you, the humor is going to be much more woke. I guarantee because there's no way Mel Brooks in 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 2023 can get away with what he was doing 20, 30 years ago. There's no way it's going to happen. So I, I, I want. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to do History of the World Part Two, but you know this is in. The woke age, so we'll see. We'll see how much he he tries to get away with. But um, although, like, with, like with Mel, with Mel Brooks concerned, why would Mel Brooks even care? Was it like ninety six? Why does he give? Well, this is the thing. Maybe he's at that age where he can turn it in on itself and make fun of it. You know what I mean? Somehow, the whole wokeism thing. Maybe that. Yeah, I mean, we'll uh, see. But yeah. another thing I was thinking of was I was watching some clips of uh, the old. Do you remember the old Jackie Gleason show? Yeah, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. believe he did just post honeymooners, and yeah, um, honeymoon, and he's on you know Jack Leeson's on stage, mm-hmm. incredibly well dressed, sitting down in a chair. I think he's like drinking coffee and smoking, <laughs> and I'm thinking he couldn't even do that now. You couldn't oh, even, maybe. you know. And I'm I'm not a smoker. I'm I I'm a totally against cigarettes. I hate secondhand smoke. I hate the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you can't smoke on planes. Remember remember that stupid thing where you could smoke on planes but not past aisle ten, like. <laughs> Yeah, like the, like the smoke, like, like the smoke wasn't going to go past aisle ten. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad you can't do that anymore. But just mm-hmm. like the idea of a guy sitting on a stage, drinking mm-hmm. a cup of coffee. I think sometimes he drink more than just a cup of coffee, and uh, and smoking. Yeah. Nowadays, people would like be apop- the left especially would be apoplectic, right? They <laughs> call the fire marshal. Call the fire marshal. You know, it's like, and I'm thinking, God, I mean. So someone brought this fact on TV, the idea that the left now they want to take away everything that's fun, and this 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 goes this plays into my idea of the of being humorless. But they also mm-hmm. don't want to have any fun, right? It's like people say it's fun to cook on a gas. I'm not a, I'm not a chef. People say it's fun to cook on a gas stove. They don't want you cooking on gas stoves. People mm-hmm. think it's some people think it's fun to smoke a cigar. They enjoy it. They mm-hmm. enjoy. Some people just enjoy smoking a cigar. They don't want people to smoke cigars anymore. Some people think it's it's just enjoyable to eat a steak. They don't want us eating red meat, right? Everything that's enjoyable, they want to take away. There's something wrong here. Psychologically, there's something wrong. 
Let me ask you something, Mike. I had a thought. Okay. And I don't know this, but I'm wondering if those politicians who are representing themselves and bringing this message across, whether or not they're really reflective of what we might call the majority of Democrats in this country. I don't know. I, 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 let me, let me pose one more question. It's all about creating a divide. You know, if, if we can get the people, you know, there's, there's a meme I've seen in the last couple of years where there's like rulers, like Kings sitting on the top of a castle and looking down and there's people with torches and people, you know, with, uh, you got, uh, Let's see, people with torches and people with pitchforks right. down below, right? And they say, well, all we got to do is turn the people with the torches against the people with the pitchforks and we'll be fine. You know what I mean? In other words, you know, they're, they're storming the castle to go after the rulers, but hey, we just turn them against one another, you know, and this is the game, in my opinion. So I wonder, and I don't know, that if there was an objective some way to really find out, like the exit polls, like they used to have, like, um, or they still have what 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 are the democratic people really feeling and thinking i think from what i understand mike remember hearing i think on the major issues say uh, medicare for all or living wage or things of that nature i think the right and left are pretty m much in, in in alignment with one another I think so. just, yeah yeah I, think so. most, most. I mean who doesn't want a living wage and be able to go to work and have a life where you don't have to work two, three jobs. I mean, it's insane. You know, um, did you hear, was this woman out of Canada? She spoke at the World Economic Forum. I'm going to say she was like deputy. Uh, she was out of Canada. She spoke at the WEF 2023. She was a some deputy position in their parliament or whatever they call it. And she was talking about the American wages compared to the world scale and that our middle class had to take a pay cut. Literally, this was the message, right? I have to look up this story again because wait, 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 now we're going to compare our wages for the middle class who can't make ends meet with those wages and with the cost of housing and food and everything now, but to make us competitive, we had those that middle class had to take a pay cut. And I'm like, you must be freaking kidding me. You're going to compare it to what they're paying people in China, pennies on the dollar. Those factories where they put up suicide nets, suicide nets, literally where the iPhone was being made. I don't know if you heard about that Foxconn factory. I know, Keep I the know. girls from jumping off the roof. Right, right. Yes. And that's where they use the N-hexane and the benzene and where lumber liquidators, that flooring was sold back here. And, you know, kids and pets are closest to the ground, of course. Children and the high level of formaldehyde and different gases were affecting them the worst. You follow me? They're, yeah. you know, and this is, um, this is a, uh, so, so, but yeah, I wonder what the masses are really thinking. I'm wondering if we're not, that's, if this isn't part of the PSYOP, you know what I mean? You know, yeah, I know uh, Bill, I wanted to go to a totally different subject with you. I still have, okay. what is your, what is your opinion on, uh, on Tom Brady's retirement? Do you have an opinion on Tom Brady's retirement? Uh, well, you know, I haven't, I haven't watched football in decades because of the PD use and injury and concussion issues. So I'm not a good person to give any 
in other words, I haven't been saying if I was watching the game and watching his performance, I would say as long as he can perform and as long as he wants to perform, uh, let him play. Remember there was George Blanda. George Blanda was backup quarterback for the Raiders, remember, and kicker. And he played into his 40s. Um, That's my recollection. Well, well, Brady did announce he's retiring. He did. Oh, he did? Yeah, earlier earlier, uh, today, yesterday, he said that, he put out a little video saying he's, he's he's definitely retiring, and I believe he's signed the contract with Fox Sports to to be uh, an analyst on Spot Fox Sports now. So TV's his next business, TV business. So uh, you know that. Yeah, I mean, look, forty five years old is probably that's good. That's probably not a bad retirement age. It's so rare for someone to be forty five in, mm. in in athletics and still be effective at forty five. So I think you know. And you're probably, even for someone like Tom Brady, I think when you get to 45, you're probably getting to the point where you're going to start going downhill, right? At some point, you're going to start going downhill. So, yeah, you know, but, why not get out when you're still, you know, at the top of your game? Yeah, obviously, you don't want to get to a point where even if you were paid a huge salary, you were a backup. You know what I mean? Uh, so, you know, which conceivably he could be, uh, even if – Take a lot of teams. He'd be starting on today, and then even if his performance did decline, he could still be a, a, a viable backup for a lot of teams. But obviously, he doesn't need that. He, he's got the riches he needs, and he's obviously uh, got to make a decision too on his health. I don't know if he's was went with a jab or not, or what. I don't know anything about it. I, uh, or, I think I think every as far as I as far as I know, I think every quarterback. Got the jab, except for uh, what's his name, uh, Green Bay Packers. There, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. yeah, and look and look at what they did to poor Aaron Rodgers, right? Oh, crazy! Hey, but how about how about the tennis player who? What was his oh, name? Who jo- Djokovic. Djokovic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won. He just won. He won Good for him. Yeah, I mean, look what they, look at what they did to him. Look at these idiots yeah. what they did for absolutely no fucking reason whatsoever. For no reason well, whatsoever. Even I have to say, we can take another step, a little bit, and a sidestep in a different direction, but relevant. You know, uh, when hasn't our country lied us into a war? I mean, so what's to make us believe what's happening now uh, is is legit? Um, in other words, I, I, we could talk about that another night, but but certainly we've been lied into every war for the last how many decades? You know what I mean? And 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 main and and, and ongoing military action that. Highly questionable. So well, um, now they're getting now they're getting more brazen and more dangerous when they're trying to talk you into wars. They're trying trying to talk us into wars with Russia and China. I mean, they're really getting incredibly brazen now. Right? I, let's talk about that for a second. Can you have another minute? You tell yeah, me ahead. what you're sure. wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, if you look at the this this is this to me. I'll be honest with you. This is all about the military industrial congressional complex enriching themselves. And let's not forget when you have a, a depression, war or the, uh, those, those areas where those military industrial complex uh, contractors are, their local economies depend on that. Do you follow me? Yes. The production of product for the war. And so, because if you think about our trade agreements with China and, and the agreements Nixon made in the, uh, originally, and even with Saudi Arabia, everywhere we've been uh, we've been global for decades, and those trade agreements were made bipartisan to manufacture in Asia, you know, and around the world. So right. 
Right. How do we look at how are they our enemies now? I mean, what, what? This is so convoluted. It's like, no, those transnational corporations, which run, which 90% of the lobbyists on K Street are foreign, you know, they, we've been, they've been all working together. What, what the heck? How are we going to demonize and make China an enemy when they're, I mean, it's, trans, they're not our enemy. It's the freaking transnational corporations. Like I said, that took the good jobs, made them shitty jobs and shipped them overseas and down in Mexico. Do you right. follow me? Yes. They're our enemy. Right. No, no it's, 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 I think it's in, well, it really shows. I've always thought these, these warmongers are just sociopaths. I mean, they're sociopathic, mm -hmm. right? We've always talked about these people. They're the ones who say, let's go to war. But they don't go to war, right? Let's send other kids, right, right, right. Send other 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 children, other other people's children to war, you know, to die. But it, mm -hmm. so I think it's a sociopathic nature to the warmonger. Once again, this is very much like I talk about with Scott Weiner, the the uh, the uh, the state senator here, where he tries to get his weird sexual proclivities put into law. It's the same thing with a lot of these neocons. These are like they a lot of these people, like Lindsey Graham, they have not really developed. In a way where they, they're still like these little kids who play war games, right? They're like little kids playing war games who get excited by war and the military. And they're playing these games with people's lives, you know? It's their own little – it's their own psychological uh, uh, oddities that they really want to push on other people. And it's like it, – it, is, it is it a need for dominance? I think dominance – has a little part of it, right? We have to be dominant over others. We have to we have well, to show our dominance over others. And, and I think you got a couple of things. I think you got to look at uh, what defense industry uh, contractors uh, they're invested in and who they take their lobbying money from. I think that's step one um, of, uh, on either side of the aisle. And then once you get to the next level, there's obviously the uh, petrodollar. I mean, if the petrodollar falls, uh, we're in a free fall. Do you follow me? In other words, if the BRICS nations do manage to put a huge dent and Saudi Arabia goes along with that of uh, using their own currencies and selling out, outside the petrodollar system, that that I think there's a big, uh, what's the right word, movement to rather than allow that to happen, to 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 push this ongoing uh, military conflict around the world. Not to mention, let, no, we're, we go in those places like Spendley Bar Butler, Wars of Racket, or John Perkins' uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman. Why, why do we go to those places? Those aren't asshole countries. What those countries are rich in resources. I know. We, you and I were talking about this. We're talking about follow yeah. the money. But what good is having all the money in the world if there's no world? Anymore. Well, I, I, I have to say, I think part of this is a psych, another big psych warp on the American people, because I don't think we're going to see nuclear action, even on any of what they might call limited scale, because I think that's a lot of saber rattling, to use a term, uh, because uh, it's kind of it's creating an emotional uh, fear base again. Uh, because if you can, if you know, the problem, reaction, solution, the Hegelian dialect, if you can drive people into fear, right, then you can get, corral them into behavior that you never have an opportunity to. And that's uh, what Dr. Malone talked a lot about, in a sense, regarding this whole uh, uh, jab, COVID uh, series of bioweapons, really. Um, so 
I, I, I think a lot of that is all part of, um, so like we said last night, Joseph, uh, may help me pronounce it. Gerbel, Gerbel, is that how you pronounce it again? It's, it's all about Gerbels, 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 Gerbels. Yeah, uh, okay. Gerber, Gerber, isn't that Gerber? Isn't Gerber a, a baby food? Gerber. That's yeah. Gerber baby food, but I don't remember exactly how to pronounce uh, Hitler's yeah, sinister. Yeah, but, but I think culture. it's the same. I think it's the pronunciation. Gerbils. 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 Okay. Yeah. So what did he say? Right? Didn't he say, "Tell a lie often and loud enough, and people will believe it's true"? And that's yes. what this is. I, I don't. I'd be very surprised if there was a quote unquote limited nuclear action. Um, it, it, it would be so devastating because of course those, that, that nuclear fallout blows, you know, and it would blow first of all towards Russia. (laughs) I mean, for one thing. Um, so I don't think that's really going to happen, but of course it, it, it does push the Hegelian dialect, bring up, ramp up the fear, get people to try and get behind, you know, suffering, you know, in other words, oh, well, now we're going to blow up Nord Stream 1 and 2 because, you know, they, they, Anthony Blinken and I had a 1987 book, Ally versus Ally, that right. he wrote, you know what I mean? And that was all about the, the conflict between the U.S. and Europe over the pipelines that eventually they blew up, you know, <laughs> Russian yeah. right. Um, right. pipelines. And Sometimes, don't you, Mike? Sometimes I look at myself and I and I look at things I should say, and I look and I go, this, "These are decades long in the in the works plans." Oh, none none of this foreign policy happens within a four year presidency. You see what I'm saying? There's minor changes or little nudge in one direction or another, but when you're trying to push the military industrial complex and foreign policy. These things are developed and have to, they pass, even the trade agreements pass through Congress over decades. I, I, you know, um, I, I think on some level, Mike, I think we're all being played. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's no doubt about that. There's no mm. doubt about that. Here, here, listen to this bill. This is the way, yeah. this is the way it should be pronounced. Hold on a second. Go ahead. Paul Josef Goebbels. Goebbels. Let's try that again. Let's try that again. Paul Joseph Goebbels. Goebbels. All right. I'll try to remember that. Can That's you say it app. that way like a real German? Goebbels. 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 Okay, well, how's, how do you like this one? Well, uh, I'm very proud of uh, uh, my young global leaders, Putin and Macron and Trudeau. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Listen to this one. You got to make sure we know that he's sticking up as far as up our hands as possible. Penetrating the world governments, (laughs) penetrating the world governments. Holy shit. Uh, (laughs) Let me let you go. I'm going to wrap the show up. Thanks. You got to topple that monster at the world. Economic forum exactly. is a little evil sidekick. I agree. Noah. I agree. Yeah. Bill, thanks. Thanks for the call, as always. All right. Good talking to you, Mike. All right. All right. Um, and Mike, you know, I wanted to get to your statement. You said, "Fuck Bernie Sanders. He's worse than Biden." Well, uh, he has more brain cells than Joe Biden. Let's put it that way. He, I think Bernie is, is uh, yeah. Obviously, I'm no longer any fan of of the hypocrite Bernie Sanders, but he's at least got he's at, he's at least not totally gone as far as you know his uh, mental capacity goes the way biden is and like i mentioned yesterday the, the 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 absurdity of joe biden running again 
and taking office for a second term at 82. Especially this Joe Biden and the way he is right now. It, it's just incredible to think about that. It's, it's ridiculous to think about that and that there's not some kind of law in this country that prevents that from happening. Because you certainly can't count on the voters to make sure it doesn't happen, right? It's just, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that this guy will be president until 86. Um, but okay, I think I'm going to wrap up the show. What is that? Would you put, Mike? According to the betting odds today, Biden is favored to win. Well, yeah, because he's the president, right? He gets a head start because he's the current president. There are no real, there's no real competition yet, right? There, there are possible, there are names, right? There's Trump, there's a, but there's no really, we have to wait. It's too early. It's way too early for that. The, the current president is always going to be the favorite before the campaigns even start, almost two years out. I don't, I don't, I don't put any, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put my money on him. Let's put it that way. I certainly wouldn't put my money on him. So, um, but, but the fact of the matter is, like I said, this, he, it should not be allowed. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't even be a possibility. Okay. It should, in a sane country, it would not be even, you know, a possibility that someone could run for president at 82 years old, especially someone who has shown such signs of being uh, in some some stage of dementia. I don't know which one. Uh, but OK, this show is called and let's be heard and it airs Monday night through Friday night, 11 p.m. Pacific. 2 a.m. Eastern time. Um I'm Mike Kachopoli, once again, reminding you that your influence counts.